Alrighty, welcome to the Hunter's Hub. Uh, we are a, a video game podcast born of the Monster Hunter community. I'm trying to change that up so people know who we are um, to begin with. And tonight we're talking about spooky games. I am your host, Fortuan, joined by co-host Pan. How are we doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. How about you guys? Doing good. I'm doing great. Well, I'm Thanks getting for over asking. A cold. <laughs> Full of grilled cheese um, and homemade tomato soup and alcohol. Yay. Could you be more Wisconsin? Actually, I mean, no. <laughs> Unless if I uh, were to finish it off with like a root beer float or something like that, or have like cheese curds on the side. What, what could I say that would make me more Ohio? Like, I don't even know what that would be. I think you'd say O-H-I-O, go Buckeyes, that kind of thing. Cleveland I don't, Rock. I don't care about Cleveland football. Rock. <laughs> Ohio. Yep. The Drew That's Carey it. Show from I've never back even in the day. been to Cleveland. Yeah, I know. I loved the Drew Carey Show. It was a good one. But um, anyways, welcome back, Sasha. Glad to have you back. Thank you. I am glad to be back. How have you guys been? Good. We've Pretty been good. missing you. My kids got their COVID shots, so that's that's been a fun weekend. Yeah, their arms hurting, fevers, <clears throat> all that stuff. So tell them just to spin their arm around like a helicopter the whole time. Tire themselves oh, out no. so they go to sleep. CC can't handle it. You barely no. touch her arm and she screams. Like uh. it's just <laughs> She's uh she's a bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um So, uh we're gonna be talking about spooky games tonight, and we're actually gonna go on two different categories for this. We're gonna go with spooky games in general, and then also times where we were unexpectedly spooked by a game. I don't have a lot on this topic, uh, as well as Pan. We are not spooky game players, um, but Sasha, this is her near specialty. Um, I've kind of, I have some disclaimers about that, but continue. Okay. And then Ace is a little bit more experienced than, than us two as well. Yeah. In that genre. Uh, until the immersion was broke when you could uh, glue glue your hand back onto your the severed part oh, of your hand yeah. back onto the, the stump with like the healing Re- spooch. Yeah. Resident Evil, yeah. Yep, yep. Real quick, uh, Fortuan, uh, we got we got to say a little bit about how we are recorded uh, before a live Twitch audience uh, every Saturday mm-hmm. night at uh, eight PM Central, nine, 9 PM, PM Eastern, Eastern. Mm-hmm. six PM California time, whatever Pacific. they call it. There you go. And nobody cares about mountain time. Nobody cares about mountain time. Nobody lives in mountain time. It's just one hour more than that. Don't you be discriminating against Sasquatch. There's there's nobody in mountain time zone. It's a myth. Stop being mean to Sasquatch. (laughs) Are we just saying that because that's where Morg's time zone is? No. No, I totally forgot that. (laughs) Uh, No, I'm saying it because, uh, like... It's such a des like nobody actually lives in mountain time zone except uh, is Denver in mountain time? Shit, Denver might be in mountain time. Pretty sure it, it is. might be. I forgot about Denver. Sorry, Denver, you're a wonderful place. And I mean, 
as far as Morg goes, he lives in the barren wilderness that is Canada. So yeah, he might as well be a Sasquatch, right? <laughs> All he needs is to just be filmed doing that that slow walk through the forest. So there'd be little vape clouds <clears throat> above him. Yeah. Mm. True that. That's or, true. Or occasionally a pipe. So spooky games. Yeah, spooky games. Um, so uh, I I thought it was a good idea to talk about this because we we missed uh, Halloween with everybody. I think the Halloween night uh, is is where Ace abandoned me and I was left with two uh, uh, guests. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what that I did. was. I abandoned you. Yeah, I abandoned you ahead of time. I give you like six days notice, and Ace just ghosted. Um, and also, I was going to make a joke in my dating life because uh, women are still ghosting me, and apparently, it's still October. So here we are. <laughs> now that's an old joke because she ghosted me like last week, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um. So yeah, we're going to talk about spooky games. Um, Ace, I'm going to have you lead off because, like, I'm pretty sure I only have an example of like one each as well. Uh well, then I can just mash two together. Um, Dead Space one and two are definitely mm-hmm. spooky games. I mean, they've got the cl- all the I- classical things like the jump scares and the things scuttling around in the vents and the uh, mutant zombie babies that just have their weird triple tentacles that like shoot out projectiles now this is this is where i have the problem with scary stuff because either it's incredibly boring to me or it's too scary and this one isn't boring but i'm not scared by it so it's just sort of like here feels like generic action game number two like it just it just feels that way to me a lot of the time well i mean i would say uh it definitely plays but on I've the horror. I would say it definitely plays on the horror and the scary elements more so in the first one than the second one. Yeah, because they lean more into the action with the second one. Um, but like, but they do get into some body horror in the second one with that needle. Oh yeah, and then uh, just like the sequence where you return to the USG Ishimura, um, that I was incredibly unnerved by. Um, and then, I mean, in the first one, they also have just, like, the the really eerie moments. Like, you're walking down this one hallway and you just hear, like, a distant tong, tong, yeah. tong. And you come around the corner and it's just, like, this guy standing there slowly bonking his head against, like, a steel beam. And then eventually he just hits it so hard that his head, like, explodes. Hmm. So that's that's always fun. I thought that the yeah. Leviathan was scary in the first one. And it's because for mm-hmm. me personally, I think like monsters on a massive scale are kind of scary. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I remember watching my husband play this game. And before, you know, I didn't know anything about it, but he's, I'm like looking at everything. And I saw this little hole, not little hole, giant hole in the bottom of the wall. And I'm like, you're about to fight something really big. And he's like, no, that's probably just like from an explosion. And I think like two chapters later is Leviathan. And I'm like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the, uh, the hive mind, I think is what it's called. Um, and then you've also got like the even tinier ones that are worse. Um, because there's 
the uh, tentacly ones that slither around the ground, and that some of them actually have like a head on them, and if you don't take care of them and they actually manage to kill you, they pop your head off and then shoot their tentacles down your neck and then start puppeteering your body. So, hmm. all kinds of creepy fucked up shit. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got the body horror in, in that in that series, for sure. I am a big old sissy about scary games. Like, I can watch all kinds of movies, and I'm totally unmoved. But scary mm-hmm. games are a bit of a challenge, and I think specifically the ones where it's there's inventory management, and you can really fuck up if you, you know, mm-hmm. are not good at shooters, which is me under pressure. Um, so I, I tend to watch my husband play games like this, but dead space, dead space is scary to me and I probably could work it out eventually, but I've had, had my fill just watching it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played some of it. Like I think I got through chapter three, I think when I tried to play it again on PC before I moved on to other things at the time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't grab me. Yeah, I am twenty percent hopeful for the uh, remake that they're doing. Now, if they did something like what was the one you talked about, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, or something, where mm-hmm. if you yes. wear your headphones. There's the the talking, and it's you're supposed to be like her inner monologue. I think they could really do something with Dead Space, doing something like that, because Isaac's an unreliable narrator, yeah. as you learn eventually. Um, so the headset, I think, could really step up their game. I think it'd yeah. also be cool if, like, I don't think I'm pretty sure the DualSense Five controllers don't have that feature, and I don't think the Xbox ones do. It'd be cool if, like, the controllers had in had like a built-in uh, pulse monitor, so that it could fuck with you harder when it knows that you're scared or stressed out. Hmm. That's not fun. <laughs> I would not hook myself up to that. I feel like just like my general caffeine intake would make the controller think I'm stressed out even if I wasn't. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah, what if you just generally have high blood pressure? Like, you're just... It's just like, is it just gonna take it easy on you then? Because you're already scared or... No, it'll make it worse? Like, I I don't know. Uh, I I don't like that. I don't. I don't like more things attached to my body. I just want a controller. That's it. Well, fine then. Have the have it be smart software where it can uh, take your microphone input and use that. So you actually have to be like quiet. And if you're too loud, it'll fuck you over. That's what they alien that isolation with, uh, did. Alien isolation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would, Microsoft that would already got me. busted for listening listening to people through their xbox uh connects so yeah but i don't want to give more opportunities <laughs> <laughs> that would that would well, f me up well i mean we each have like a nsa or whatever agent 
attached, or at least cycling through. That's what through, I'm saying. Cycling was, through every uh, now Xbox and then. Xbox was was revealed as a as a key partner in the NSA listening to the public stuff. That was part of the reason why the uh, Xbox backlash happened for Xbox One. Mm-hmm. As I like to call it, the Xbox 180. So, Fort, um, there is some kind of tapping sound coming through when, when you were talking. Yeah, I'm aware oh, okay. of that. That is my router. Oh, okay. Nothing we can do. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Mm, nope. I was messing with it earlier. I just... Okay. I gotta... I gotta get a better. I gotta get a dead switch. Is what I gotta do. Okie dokie. It doesn't have any intelligence. And yep. It's so that I can have a wired connection to my PS5 and my computer. We we need to. Yeah. We Steve, need to start Steve's a been trying to diagnose the to... tapping sound for like five minutes now. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's just there. Um, we yeah. need to start a. GoFundMe to get uh, it's normally company to not, run cable out to your location. Uh, it was a nightmare getting a, like a wired connection to this computer to begin with. Mm-hmm. In order to, to split that wired connection, I had to use this. It's my old NetDuma router, and mm. it just clicks. It just <clears throat> don't know why. Yeah. Can you throw a blankie on it? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was me trying. Okay. It's behind the or the art monitor. Okay. Uh, so, I'll actually show you guys. So, it's like back in there. Oh, I don't know if you rip. Can see it. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe you can filter it out. Maybe yeah. you can filter it out, like or at least reduce it a bit in the editing. Maybe. Hey, you can see my Doom shirt better. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, you're actually a little better framed. Like the only... this. I've got uh, um, tacos and tequila. This is the uh, this is one of the games I'm actually going to talk about today. I've got a BRB, but you guys keep going. It's a dead space. Mm-hmm. That's where we were. Um, I will say. The Leviathan probably wouldn't have scared me because I'm I am a Monster Hunter veteran and they are all large. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair They're enough. Not that large. Well, but I kind of mean like, have you have you seen the movie Underwater? Not yet. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to go any further. But I just mean that a monster that seems kind of undefeatable. Because mm-hmm. it's this massive scale, and you're just this tiny little speck of a human, um, mm-hmm. I, is a lot scarier to me than like a slasher sure. or something. <clears throat> so the Leviathan was the the peak of the fear for me in Dead Space. Uh, I mean, you get you get that aspect from like Laoshan or Delimiter in, in Monster Hunter. Um, you come up to its toe in Laoshan Long. I know you're not familiar with Monster Hunter. Um, but I, you're about the length of a toe, um, which is you're not a speck, right? You're you're larger than that. But um, they're still massive monsters, and mm-hmm. this thing was so big that uh, it would just slowly walk towards a goal, and your your basically goal was to stop it before it got there and destroyed the thing, like it was a fort it was attacking. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't even care about you. 
you could like you would hit it and make it flinch and stuff but it was generally just like yeah you're an annoying bug i'm not going to worry about you until now it actually never directly attacks you there's actually like unless you go up on a bridge he'll he'll put his head up and snap at you on the bridge once like (laughs) like so yeah i mean i get the idea though like if you if it feels like insurmountable I feel like that is a that is a certain kind of dread, I would say. I would have liked to talk about Metroid Dread today. <laughs> I still haven't played it yet. Uh, so it's gonna be a long time coming when you eventually finally can. I was promised that we are going to record Tuesday, which means I can start playing Dread Tuesday. <laughs> this is what I was promised. Whether, whether this happens or not is up is is up to my buddy Jacob. Gotcha. Brian has already rolled credits on No More Heroes three. Yeah. Ugh. I I guess there's there's two games I could talk about that are spooky. I just realized that. Anyways, um, so I'll just. I'll go into uh, uh, into mine, um, I, and this is just like a general spooky game, not a not a time that I was unexpectedly spooky, spookied, spookified, or startled, whatever you want to call it. Um, so the original Doom was, uh, even though I started playing it when I was five, um, mm. there are certain levels, certain maps that I hated because they were so atmospheric dark depressing that kind of stuff so like uh doom 2 was sort of like my game of choice in those days and still is i think doom 2 has always just been better than doom 1 mm-hmm. you beat level 1 it's got this like mix up like like sort of like i mean all most doom music is is rock uh in in some way you get to the underhauls and it's literally level 2 of doom 2 and it's just like, it's like the soundtrack, and it's just like this off-putting, like off-key thing, and you're like in the darkness, like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of light, and there's like surprise shotgunners around every corner, mm-hmm. and anyone who plays Doom a lot knows that even though the shotgunner is literally the second enemy you ever see, no, probably third. Anyways. They're a low, they're like a trash monster in any other game, right? You shoot them a couple times, they die. Mm-hmm. They are still some of the scariest and most damaging monsters in the series. Because of the way Doom works, there's hit scan versus uh, projectile monsters. They're hit scanners. So they shoot, there's just a random chance they hit you. And if they hit you with enough, <laughs> you're, you, it can take up to, like I think it's like 80% of your life. Yeah. And they're like a low tier monster. So like when you're in a big firefight, shotgunners are your number one priority after chain gunners, which is the same reason they're hit scanners. So it's just, it's, it's like, even when you're a, like a doom veteran, like these things are scary at times. They can startle you mm-hmm. um, cause you're like, Oh no, like I got to take care of this now. Or, like, you walk into a trap and a walls open up and there's, like, 16 of them. And you're like, I guess I die now. I guess I'm just dead. <laughs> um, so, like, 
and the underhalls is just full of them with this like creepy music and it's like not well lit at a lot of parts you're actually in a sewer so like walking through like water and stuff it's just creepy and it's a and it's a and you know as an adult it doesn't creep me out but as a kid i didn't like it i would beat level one and i'd be like all right that's cool i'm done for today i'm not going anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. nope i'm good (laughs) um and of course just in general you know there's all sorts of like crazy like mods and now for doom and there's specific horror ones now i've seen a few they're like you know just generic horror games where it's like oh there's this jump scare coming out like slender man stuff like that level just like go through the woods suddenly there's a creepy thing oh gosh you don't have enough rockets to kill it like kind of thing yeah so i guess that would be a spooky game and it can still be spooky depending on the mod if you want to if you want to get spooked or you know if you're just into the meta and you know that uh a wall of shotgunners is just your death yeah i can i can spook you too (laughs) so that's that's mine uh uh, one of mine. Uh, so, uh, Pan or Sasha? Which Sasha? Which one? Which one do you guys want to go? I'll go. <clears throat> All right. So, like I said, I mostly I I'm very familiar with a lot of horror games, but because I watch my husband play them, um, so the ones that I actually play tend to be like point and click horror. So. Um, I don't want to talk about The Walking Dead, though. I would like to talk about one maybe you guys haven't heard of. Um, okay. So I um, I like this science fiction author, Harlan Ellison. And most of the time, his stuff is pretty, like, sci-fi. But there's one short story he has that is uh, really, really unsettling. Um, it's like a mind banger for me. I thought about it for a long time after I read it and it's called, I have no mouth and I must scream. And it's about this AI Uh, supercomputer that destroys the earth and keeps five humans in kind of like a AI dimension and tortures them. Um, and so there's a point and click game of that and it is equally unsettling. talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Pan has actually talked about this before. I'm gonna keep moving. I was trying to remember who who the hell is Harlan is. Ellison. Why do I know that name? I just found the Wikipedia <laughs> page. Okay, continue. I've I've yes, yeah. I've discussed this game before. So I had I had read the short story, so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into, and I've played a lot of point horror point and clicks. I load this game up. I'm sitting in the in my bed at night headphones on and the soundtrack's kind of unsettling it's like intentionally discordant it's like because the enemy is this supercomputer you know you have this like kind of like techno background with the music and it just like pulls you into it um you kind of switch in between these five characters uh as they last or don't um there's slightly different endings than what you are going to get in in the story, the short story. So I guess there's like possibly a happier ending, but I didn't get that. Um, yeah, I didn't get that. I got a little bit closer to what happens in the short story and I was equally upset. I had to stop playing and come back to it later. And it's not a long story. It's not a long playthrough, but it Mm -hmm. just, it really got under my skin as I was playing it. 
Um, and, and it really shouldn't. It's a point and click. You go at your own pace. It's You can mute the music if you want. It's whatever. But I would say of all the all of the horror point and click games, that one is the scariest. Also that intro where he just, where he narrates it. Hmm. Yeah, I think you actually had a sample of that. When we yeah, to yeah, it. I it made you guys like... listen to it. He's the, Harlan Ellison's the guy doing that voice. Ooh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and so if you haven't read it, I also highly recommend it. Um, if you're into spooky stuff, it's not a long read. It is very well written, but it is a mind banger. I'll say that. A <laughs> lot of his work is a lot. Of, well, you, yeah, yeah, you know, you you said you're a fan of his. Yeah, a lot of his work is that '70s and '60s sci-fi. It was either about the space race or it was about. Uh, it was about, uh, you know, doing shrooms in space and uh, <laughs> it, finding Cthulhu and God and yeah. finding out they're the same person. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, actually, as we're talking, I keep thinking of more games, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so I have no mouth and I must yep. scream. Uh, yeah. That's just a creepy title alone like in yeah in reading the short story you know like i had my own images in my head which were unsettling and i i didn't think that it would be worse playing the game but there were some (laughs) things i guess i really did not um visualize until i played the game then i read the story afterwards again with then that imagery which Made it a little bit more unsettling, I think. Yep. And, uh, I mean, you know, this is the guy that wrote uh, A Boy and His Dog. So, you know, if, if you think he's not going to go there, you're wrong. <laughs> a, a Boy and His Dog, it's yeah. a it's an effed up story about the post-apocalypse. It also inspired Fallout. Boy. Giving me more reasons to not like Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> not that Fallout is that exactly, but um, okay. Uh, so Pan, uh, another spooky. Well, game I got a moment. I got a moment when uh, I got real spooked and was not expecting to get spooked. Okay. So, picture it. Me, a tender 10, 11 year old. I just finally got over my trauma with Superman 64. I've got an actual good game. Yes. I've got my tiny little TV, which was maybe half the size of the computer monitor I'm using now. I got my N64 hooked up to it. I mean, I have a decent-sized monitor. But I got my N64 hooked up to my tiny-ass TV in my bedroom, and uh, my brothers can't... I have two guesses in my brain. I'll tell you, I'll tell you if, they're, if they're right. Well, my brothers cannot make, cannot kick me off this TV because it's in my room and it's my N64 and my TV. So you know I'm gonna play it as long as I want. So you know I I stay <laughs> right. up real real late and play it. It's 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 way dark. I don't even know what time it was because you know I didn't have a phone to check the time. I was 10, 11 years old and didn't yeah. care. And uh, you know, um, I just got uh, I just you know I'm playing Ocarina of Time. I just got Zelda's Lullaby and I'm playing that damn song on everything because apparently it makes stuff happen. So, 
I wander over to uh, the graveyard in Kakarika Village, and I stand at the tomb of the royal family, and I play that little tune. Do 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 do. This was my this was my second guess. And uh, fall into the hole, and oh hey, there's a couple bats in here. Whatever, kill the bats. The torches light up, and hey, door open. Cool. Let's go see what's past this door. Oh, there's some dudes over there. Let's go talk to them. Oh my god! And then that ear-piercing re-dead sound. And then re-dead. it humps me to death, and uh, then I'm deaded. It just gave me a cold chill remembering the time I first heard those. Yep. <laughs> and then I, uh, basically, I halted my progress in Zelda uh, until, uh, basically, I could, like, get online. Because I had to get down to the family computer, get online, find my, like, video game message board friends, and ask them how they got past the re-deads. Which was uh, dicey to do because one, my mom didn't want me on mess- using message boards, and two, anytime we used the computer, the phone was locked up. Use yeah, the internet, not the computer. Yeah, I remember those days. Yep. So uh, yeah, uh, that was that was a time when I got spooked and was not expecting it. But goddamn, did I know what to do when I at, when you know he's grown up, Lincoln? He's trying to get out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, run. Just run. Yep, just run behind all of them. Not... Just run. My mentality in games a lot of times is to kill everything in sight. Just like clear, clear cut, full clear every room. That's just my mentality. Ocarina <laughs> of Time broke me of that. Uh, for that for that game in particular. Because it's like, no, I'm not facing all those re-dead. I did once. I did go through the whole town. Uh of uh what is it just hyrule city right what, what's the name of the hyrule town? castle town yeah i did go through castle town and kill every redead even going through the back alleys once um to no avail yeah i did it I, once it's, it's impo- entirely useless <laughs> there's no reason to do it so i just don't do it now but like yeah even the first time i was like nope nope i don't i don't want that i'm i'm good i'm out <laughs> Um, I don't even know what these are. I don't know what this is. Like, I don't. Even, I don't know if I saw them in uh, as Kid Link before I turned to Adult Link or not. I don't know if that's required. To nope, do that it's first. not. So, <laughs> but I do think I normally do that before I turn adult for the first time. Usually, I think. I don't know. It's been a long time since I played Ocarina of Time. But I have 100% that game three separate times, too. So, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's just, yeah. The, the Redead, I'm honestly surprised they didn't really pop up in uh, Breath of the Wild. They've kind of become like a staple. I know! The series, and they just didn't that would have been a good environment, that's for sure. They weren't in Skyward Sword, either. They would have been pretty appropriate in uh, Breath of the Wild, too. No. I mean, the first time you see one of the monks, that's what I think they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. First. No, the monks, um, I've talked about this, I've talked about this as it relates to D&D. The monks are, uh, supposed to be Sokushinbutsu. Um, it's a thing that was pretty popular among Japanese Buddhist monks. Um, it, it started in, on Ch- in China, but, like, it, it migrated over to Japan and they just thought it was cool. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, basically a, uh, Buddhist monk will, like, 
basically he's decided, you know, he's uh, he's ready to move on to enlightenment, and so he will slowly starve himself to death and eat and drink only, like, teas that contain, like, natural preservatives, basically. And it, basically, like, pine needle tea and eat only, like, cooked pine needles until he starves to death. And uh, this... And then they wall him up... They wall his body up inside, like, a, a room and don't open it for a couple years. And when they open it up a couple years later... Uh, if the body has, like, been perfectly preserved, um, then that means the monk has moved on to enlightenment and can grant further wisdom through his eternally preserved body. That, yeah, it was a thing. And I was like, it's a good lich, is what it is. It's a holy lich. So they pop up in my D&D games all, a lot. But they're supposed to be Soku okay. Shinbutsu. Yeah. Interesting, at least. Also <laughs> yeah. creepy as hell, but interesting. Yeah, um, it was, yeah, it was outlawed. I don't remember when. I, I went on, like, a super deep dive on this. I was going to, like, do a whole write-up about it, and then I uh, kind of had that falling out with Hippo, so I never, I canceled that write-up. But, yeah. 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 I get you. I, I see, uh, just as an aside, are you ever going to post to that site again? I don't no? have time. That's the bigger thing. That's like, fair. Uh, Hippo and I had that falling out a week I after I started there. my job that I'm working at. So right. I, I have not had time. Um, for context, uh, for Ace and Sasha and listeners, Pan and I met through Reddit on D&D Behind the Screen, uh, subreddit for Dungeons & Dragons stuff. Mm-hmm. And we both are ex-moderators of said site and have left due to uh, aforementioned person <laughs> who mm-hmm. runs the site. Yeah. Um, I was part of a mass uh, a mass exodus of mods. He fired us all, uh, all of us, at once. And then Pan came on sometime after that. Um, right. We stayed together, and we still have a group of us that still hang out and talk to you. Yeah. Uh, and I mentioned before, Phoenix is the person who helped me with art stuff lately. She was part of that group. Yeah. Um, yeah, but our, he and I had a falling out, and that was a week. That happened a week after I got my new job. And I've just been throwing myself into that, and I ain't got time. I ain't got time to spend, like, eight hours uh, writing up a dungeon. He booted, he booted me off within two weeks of me learning about my divorce process. So, like... I was like, whatever, man. I bigger fish to fry right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter Watch to me at the time. But yeah, I still post there because that's where I do my ecology. So, yay! Spiders was the last one for Halloween. Hey, it's a corgi. Shiba Inu. Uh, no, it's a, it's a Japanese Charlie. Dog. The Doji. It's a Shiba Inu. It's a Doge. Shiba Inu? There's two. There's two. Shiba Inu and there's Mm -hmm. another one. Oh. Yeah, I guess it's not fluffy. Basically fox dog. Well. Gotcha. And that right there is my dog. That little black and white lump curled in a corner. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our friend Sam's dog. Mine is passed out in the bed here. (laughs) Oh, the other one's the Akita Inu. That's the big one. Ah, okay. Akita. Gotcha. That's Hachi, isn't it? 
Yeah, that Richard Gere movie. Uh, so hey, spooky we're back games to again. You. Spooky, spook us. Boo. Oh shit, Elf. that didn't work. Okay. Uh. <laughs> that was a meta one. He just froze. Thanks. Thanks for spooking me on your internet connection there. I mean, if if you want, I could like do the Kubrick stare and just like. <laughs> that just doesn't look right. Just don't do that. <laughs> um. Uh, oh no! I mean... The camera started to fall. <laughs> it's a ghost. You're haunted. Nobody got time for that. Um, another one I would say would be uh, Until Dawn, the uh, story-based okay. interactive game where it's basically just a lot of QTEs and stuff like that while a uh, story unfolds. And I would say there's definitely a lot of eerie, creepy moments in that. And they start off pretty much right off the bat because they've got the whole thing where you're heading to the cabin at first and you're going through the... God, you are such a fucking cute dog. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally just just down down for the count. Um, yeah. Where you're walking from, through the woods and you're getting like angles from far away as you like walk towards and around the camera and stuff. And there's, there ends up being like a dead deer along the path. And it sounds like yeah. it must have just happened, too, and stuff like that. So it's like, mm, not sure I like this right now. Um, and then as, as you know, with more events that unfold, you get to go to a uh, creepy old abandoned asylum with some uh, not-so-dead miners from, like, the 40s or 30s or whatever. Right. Okay. You know, speaking of which, uh, that made me think the dead deer. Uh, first horror movie that I've wanted to see in a long time, Antlers, is either out or coming out. It's about a Wendigo. Mm -hmm. So I want to see it. Yeah, I've heard good things about that so far. So that'll definitely be one. And I think that's uh, A24 film, too. A24 has been doling out some pretty good horror movies. I was yeah. like, is that a new age rating? Like, you have to be 24 no. years or older? Like... No, A24 Studios, uh, they've done two of my most recent favorite horror movies. Um, Hereditary and Midsummer. Summer is, I think, like one of my favorite movies, honestly. I love it. Mm -hmm. it I, that says a lot about me as a person, but... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, you're just into horror stuff in general, I mean... We, we met through the horror version chat group. Yeah. So. Midsummer is a beautiful, like a visually a really beautiful movie. And then all the stuff that happens because it's visually stunning messes mm -hmm. with you. Yeah. It's, right. it's just a whole movie that's basically meant to unnerve you and make you uncomfortable. And like, yeah, that, that opening scene that you go through is definitely like, one of the hardest things that I can imagine to go through. And like, it's really unsettling just to like watch it. And then, uh, I mean like 
they in horror version they discuss it like it's bullshit that both like uh tony collette and florence Pugh haven't gotten like oscar nominations for those roles because they deliver some really like disturbing and emotional performances in those movies and like just the grief that comes through with like both of them with the events that happen in both of those movies i like i just don't think they get got their fair credit i think it i finally listened to the get out episode two and they talk about this as well that essentially they don't want to give awards out to things that are for movies and and that's not it's not fair it's better than a it's better than most of the movies that are coming out and you're we're supposed to call them these films they're not movies they're films and they're excellent and that's the thing too like there's definitely grounds for it because I would say in a lot of regards, Parasite is a fucking horror movie because like you've got one family that is like slowly latching itself and weaseling its way into this rich family. And meanwhile, there's a smaller family that's living literally underneath all of that. Like, do you know how disturbing that would be to find out that there's like a basement below the basement and there's just some guy down there that's been like for years just flipping light switches like <laughs> yeah that's like a close it off and wall it up situation that's like a <laughs> <laughs> burn it down walk away burn the hell house down <laughs> oh man that reminded me um today um i was doing some stuff for my dad we were like tarping down a car and then i came in my mom asked me to do something and something like we have like a lazy susan beneath the counter it's like the corner of the cabinets so she's like something fell down behind there and i can't reach it so i need you to reach back there and and grab whatever fell so i reached my hand back there and i just put my hand through like a giant like spider web right and i'm not afraid of spiders but i'm like this could have been like a recluse or a black widow because i can't see shit i just put my hand through it just hand <laughs> through web just thick spider web it was like uh like what was that some kind of cartoon used a stick and wound it up and made like made like cotton candy out Shrek. of it like i felt like i could just swivel Shrek. my hand around and have like spider web cotton candy and it was, was like this was, was unnerving <laughs> It was Shrek, and then they blew up a frog and made the frog. Thank into you. A I was trying to remember what movie yes, that was. It was Shrek. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like it, it. It gave me those vibes, sticking my hand through that that thing where stuff mm-hmm. fell behind, and I was like, "Oh gosh, no." <laughs> I'm not afraid of spiders, but uh, this was this was not fun. <laughs> that just happens today, too. Um, so. Uh, Ace, I'm going to potentially steal one from you. Because um, you've talked about it recently, a lot recently. And I will not play it. I will not. But it was interesting. And that's Doki Doki. Ah! Out. That was going to be my scared instance. Yeah. That one's creepy. Mm-hmm. Now, it's got a couple jump scares, but, like, the creepiness of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I remember, I don't remember who I was watching because I watched a lot of different YouTubers play this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was Jesse Cox that I watched that was like, there's the, the he went to date the quiet girl. I don't remember her name. But the, uh, the one with the purple long hair. Uh, oh, come on. Uh, See, For those of you unfamiliar, un- unfamiliar, this is a horror game masked as a dating sim uh, that goes all kinds of fucked up once uh, you pursue your childhood friend and then you find her hanging in her apartment. And the tone of the game switches hard when you walk in on her. Like, yeah, it, it just, goes from like beautiful whimsical to like, goes, oh, that's a dead body. And the music distorts, and like your your dialogue Yuri. goes immediately to what the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck, like like it's just like Yuri, and then like he's Yuri. Okay, so the 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 first time I was legitimately, I was just like, okay, that's kind of creepy. But like the first time I was legit, like, oh no, is uh, Yuri's death essentially, mm-hmm. where. She commits suicide, doesn't she? She stabs herself. Oh yeah, oh yeah, she does. It isn't just like and, a uh, huh, huh. It's like a huh, 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 huh. She does it like three or yeah. four times, and it's and uh, <laughs> it's you kind bad. of can't tell what's hap. Like you you see what happens, and you're like, oh, that's crazy. And you think she's dying, and you're standing there with her, trying to like comfort her or whatever your character is, but you see this like garbly gook message come up and you have to skip like it's like 70 messages of garbly gook or something like that it but each one that goes through you'll see you realize in timeline this happens on a friday night in the game and you'll see it turn orange black orangish yellow day orange black yellow like you don't realize that you're just so out of it that you've been there for three days Yep. And you start to see her rot in front of you. And yeah. it's just like, holy cow, like this is not okay. Um Yeah, and then the other I, characters come back in on on Monday with the school day. And And so many people just like turn off the game at that point, not because they're scared, because they're like, What is ha- why do I have no, why what's what's why am I stuck on this dialogue? Why is he giving me the same garbly gook? And mm-hmm. it took until watching Jesse Cox where he just, like, it clicked for him. He's like, oh. Oh, no. I've been here for three days. I've been watching her rot. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And then one of the classmates comes in early on Monday morning and sees her there and, like, throws up and stuff. It's just like, holy cow. Like, this is yeah. this got fucked up quick. Yeah, and, and then, then, uh, then Monica swoops in. Oops, you shouldn't have seen that. Were you here all weekend? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Let me reset it for you. Yeah, and she resets the game. Uh, yeah. No, yeah. that's. I mean, I, just to me, that was the creepiest part of that game. Is is Yuri? So, so since you were going to talk about it, what was what was your thing? I don't know. I don't know. Like, definitely each each individual like story yeah. that you go through has its own like freaky oh, yeah. and unnerving unnerving parts sure. to it but like that was when you that get was the to one the that got me the most yeah 
when you get to the ending of the game, though, and uh, you don't realize it at first, but uh, depending on what account you have, uh, it reads your fucking account. And so yeah. it'll pop up, like, your actual account name, and it'll say, or are you so-and-so? And the first time yeah, that happened to me, because I just went with, like, some random nothing name, and then it just called me out by, like, my actual, like, Steam username, and I was just like, uh, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> Fortuan. Uh, I probably named it Fortuan anyway, so it wouldn't have gotten me. But yeah. yeah. Um, seeing that when that happened on Game Grumps and Aaron getting freaked out was a bit a bit nice. Like mm-hmm. Aaron was like, I didn't type in that name. I how does it know my name? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. and just yeah, and just all the little ways that the game fucks with you, because um, like it's different on the Switch, but playing it. On PC, there's a sequence in it later, too, once you've gone through at least the first cycle where Sayori dies. Um, then yeah. it's, like, the second one. Um, it has, like, it pops up all three of the remaining girls' names. And, of course, Monica, she's the one that's secretly pulling the strings. It auto- automatically makes the mouse hover to her name. And yeah. it'll, like, force it, no matter how hard you try. Um and if you're lucky enough to click a different name, it'll fuck with you. And the game will, like, oh, yeah. glitch or do, like, a jump scare or something like that. Huh. Yeah, this game is fucked up. This game is... That's why it was, like, a YouTube craze for a while. Because everyone mm-hmm. was just like, what is going on? It took, like, a lot of people to put their heads together and figure it out, too. Well, yeah, that was like, cool too. Like, like Dan said in their playthrough on Game Grumps, he thought it was going to be, like, a fun dating sim that would have, like, ooh, a sexy twist at the festival and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. nope. Turns out yep. everyone's going to fucking die and you're going to be questioning yourself. It's time to empty your intestines into yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that bounces a lot when I laugh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay, so... Uh, I guess we will move on to Sasha. Talk a lot about Doki. Um, all right. So kind of like what I was talking about before with why I haven't actually played Dead Space um, is why I have been able to get through this next thing of time that I probably shouldn't have been afraid, but I was and and uh-huh. continue to be until I achieve a certain progression in my character development. But in Fallout 3, I hate the I hate the DC ruins. I hate being in the subway tunnels. I feel really claustrophobic in there. I am afraid of the super mutants uh, in the very beginning of the game because I feel really weak and I like I don't have enough okay. supplies to protect myself or actually kill them. So I I had to come up with another way to play the game to actually explore that area is the first time I played the game. I don't think I even went to DC until I was probably like level maybe like 15. Um, because the first time I went, I, I turned right back around. <laughs> um, so I, 
like to get my sneak up as high as I can to possibly just not bite them at all. Um, but I also, I don't feel safe until I have like a thousand bullets of my preferred ammo type. Um, <laughs> and so for sure. me, ammo, ammo is the currency, not bottle caps a lot of times. So mm-hmm. I stock up pretty early on in trading, <clears throat> trading things to hoard for ammo, preparing for this. Um, and then also kind of like what I was saying before with this like massive scale of things. The first time I saw a behemoth in a super mutant behemoth in a fallout, I, I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. Disengage, disengage. I'm like trying to back up out of it. But it's a it's part of the story mission. So there's really no choice. Like you have to you have to finish the fight. So mm-hmm. pretty much I, all of my first experiences going through the DC ruins, um, fighting super mutants, some of the um, places, some of the missions I avoided doing because I knew I was going to have to explore locations that were filled with super mutants. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, if you don't do too well with, uh, subterranean things like subway stations, uh, be forewarned that, uh, at least in Metro Exodus, because that's the only game I've played in the series. Although I do have uh, the other ones because I got them for like five or six bucks each on sale for PlayStation. Uh, Metro has some underground levels, and in that you're playing in like a uh, post-nuclear apocalypse uh, Russia. Um, Yeah. There are some interesting sequences that take place in that game. I, mean, I don't know. I've thought that about that one. Back all over again. I've thought about playing Metro, um, but I know that part of that game's appeal is the survival aspect, and and there's really sure. not the option to play the way that I play, which is over prepare and with supplies, so I feel comfortable. Um, I don't think well, that that's really because it's it's not like. You don't have, like, a weight system or anything like that. It's basically just, like, maintaining health with health kits and stuff like that and finding mm-hmm. scraps to make bandages and stuff like that and um, ammo, different ammo types. So it's not too intensive, I would say, in comparison to, like, Fallout or other games like that. So I, I will say, as far as, like, just Fallout having the, the monsters that I do, which is more generically just, like, mutants and people, but they have the, the what are they called, the fell claws or something like that? Death claws. Death really claws. Death claws. Like, just compare Fallout 3 to the equivalent of, like, let's say Oblivion or Skyrim, right? Mm-hmm. Like, generic fantasy stuff has some really creepy things, usually. Um, I don't find anything anything near as uh i don't know spooky as a as a death claw in any of the, the elder scrolls series like draugr is probably about the closest to a horror monster you get in skyrim like i don't know i think if they had spider daedra in in some of the better graphic games that those things are disgusting i, I wouldn't like them I don't know. I think yeah, I think I've, uh I've not seen a spider danger, so I might be wrong on that. I think, I, I think I think fighting a flying Thomas the Tank engine would be pretty horrifying. Okay, have no. you seen Ant-Man? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Because I, I just started cracking up so I could think of was the Thomas the Tank Engine's mod in Skyrim when the mm. Oh yeah, yeah, no. That was on purpose. That was or, that was on purpose. Or like a giant Pez dispenser. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry for the audio listeners. This is the clicking is getting worse. And my audio is getting worse. Like I don't I'm, I'm just gonna have to take this router out. Screw my PlayStation. It's going back to wireless. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, um, yeah, but I was saying, like, the the Death Claws, I don't think I've, I there was anything in Skyrim that I was just like, nope. Nope. I mean, maybe some of the, the big dwarven machine things. I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, the dragon I, priests, was... in theory, are kind of scary, but in... I think all all of Skyrim is kind of cartoony to me, so it's kind of hard to think yeah. any of that is scary. Same thing with Daedroths and Oblivion should be scary. They're just like Deathclaws. They're just they look more like crocodiles, I guess. Yeah. But because it's so cartoony, it really takes you out of it. Yeah, and I'm just used to that kind of stuff. And like, if it's in a D and D setting, it's really hard to scare me. If it's like a sword and sorcery, which is like my bread and butter, I'm just like, yeah, cool. I mean, I don't know. I just don't find that like there could be stuff like I mean, I yeah, some of the ecology stuff I've written like black dragons are supposed to be scary, right? But you look at a black dragon and you're like adventure. You're not like, oh, this is scary. Like, mm-hmm. like, you know, they talk about the pickling, like where they pickle people. They poison them and they put them in fetid water and pickle them and then eat them. That's supposed to be scary, and it's just like, oh yeah, it's just black dragon shit. Yeah, we know we know that. No, they've it's got a side scary. career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like dwarven Pe- pickles are the best. Peter Piper's really pickled well. people. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, they'll they'll have plenty so of like, stock for the farmers market next weekend. But I, I guess because I'm less familiar with Fallout setting, like when I did run into it, like a death ball <sighs> in Fallout Three, I was just like, "Nope, bye." Don't know what that is. Later, like <laughs> the death claws in Fallout Three are are very weak compared to the death claws in New Vegas. So I got this like inflated ego about it. And the first time I fought a death claw in New Vegas, I got fucked up bad and then i avoided them until <laughs> i think i had like a 50 caliber weapon oh geez nice okay okay so uh so fallout that's 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 more i want i not what i expected from you i thought you'd be like yeah this is just easy street for you but okay well i had to learn to play smart so that i could get over it that's right okay all right. Um, so, Pan, do you have uh, another one? I have one? Uh, other times where I wasn't expecting to get spooked, and then I got real spooked. Okay. So, this is another one uh, from Zelda. This one's from uh, Majora's Mask. Go ahead and start. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it is Majora's yeah. Mask, but yes, um, continue. So, there was... There's two moments in Majora's Mask that scared the bejesus out of me and I didn't expect it. Um, The first one is when you're doing the Cafe and Andrew sequence. You know, you're doing all that bullshit to, like, get Cafe and Andrew's wedding, like, set up right. 
Okay. I mean, I've never played oh, okay. Majora's okay. Mask, but aside from like the first, I, I've told you about this, right? I couldn't figure out to, to use the song of time, like, you know, a normal sane person. So I just okay. kept dying. Well, yeah. so there's this whole thing where like you need, somebody wants like item widget A, but they'll, so you go to get some widget A, but you know, the widget A maker is only going to make widget A's if you go get them widget B. So you got to go over to widget B, dude. And you do this back and forth for like 30 right, yeah. NPCs. And you're trying to like get this like couple's wedding set up. And it's actually very, it's very interesting because there's a lot of plot to, to go with this. But one of the, one of the bullshit trades you have to make... Uh, you have to, it's also like very timed. If you're not talking to the right NPC at the exact right time with the exact right item in your inventory, it's just not happening. So yeah, just go look up the guide. God, that sounds so tedious. Just look up the guide like I did. Um, so one of the things you got to do is you got to have this like, this like notarized piece of paper and you got to be like in the third toilet stall of the inn at exactly midnight on the first day or something like that. And this hand reaches up out of the toilet and says, Hey, buddy, do you got any toilet paper with you? And you give him this notarized document. And that hand just shooting up out of the toilet like that scared the crap out of me. I didn't know. I I didn't know. uh... (laughs) I I wasn't aware that Skyward Sword was was doing a callback when they talked about using a love note as toilet paper. Okay. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you give that guy the thing, and then he'll give you a thing to give to somebody else. Yeah, it's really stupid. Okay. Um, the other one, the other one. So, uh, one of the one of the big things uh, about the one of the recurring themes in Majora's Mask is sort of, is literally the the concept of healing, like healing from like mental trauma or physical trauma. Um, and it's, it's sort of a recurring theme in uh, Majora's Mask. So you get to the fourth zone, yeah. um, which is uh, basically themed around undead, more or less. Uh, and you get a mask that uh, makes it so that these, so that uh, re-deads and the, the mummy-looking re-deads think you're, mu- think you're one of them, so you can talk to them like they're NPCs. Oh, instead yeah. of them sucking yeah. your life so out? So there's this house just sitting in the middle of nowhere, okay. and yeah, there's a house preferable. sitting in the middle of nowhere, and there's just zombies circling around it at all times. Um, and you can't get into the house mm-hmm. until you do a whole bunch of other bullshit. But you do all, do all the bullshit, the, uh, you restore the river, and their little water wheel starts going, and then they can play this music that repels zombies, and then all the zombies run away. And you go up and knock on the door, and they're like, go away, go away. It's been ages since I've played it, but you do some stuff to get them to open the door. And there's, like, this little girl. She's like, go away. My daddy's sick, and he can't uh, see anyone. I'm like, well, don't worry, little girl. I'm here to help. And uh, you go into the basement, and her dad pops out of, the co- out of a sarcophagus, as a, and he's a mummy. And he just, like, does the scream and attacks you. And you have, like, three seconds to, like, figure out how you <laughs> stop this guy from eating you. Yeah. yeah, that's nice. creepy. Also, this little girl's apparently been taking care of her undead father for the last several weeks. Now, I know as you guys you haven't played Diablo 3 as much, but that really reminded me of the of the dead wife in the basement bit. Have you seen 
that pan. No, that's but it's a uh, it's a kind of a recurring trope in H.P. Uh, Lovecraft stuff. Yeah, so like, um, you do all this stuff to help out this guy, and he he wants you to do something for his wife, and then so you take it down to the basement, and the wife is just a skeleton in a walk rocking chair and he pats her back and uh, he makes this joke and her head falls off and he's like oh I'm sorry I guess you'll have to come back another time she's nodded off again oh well like it's just like oh okay uh, we're just gonna be yeah doors right there uh, see ya uh, so, <laughs> so, so pseudo Norman Bates mother in the basement dead nice yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, she's nodded off again. Oh man. Uh, yeah. That's okay. So. Yeah. That's creepy. I yeah. I never got through Majora's Mask. Oh, it's a trip. So. Especially the st- especially a lot of the stuff there. in Zone Four because there's a lot of um, there's a lot of undead things that like are looking to link for to like help them like, like heal from the their traumas and like move on to the next life. I might try it again because I am. I have been kind of wanting to go back through both 64 and GameCube games again. Like, I, I have hyped up the Lord of the Rings of Third Age so much to people mm-hmm. that I bought a copy recently, and I'm going to try to play it again. So, but I have a long list of games I want to finish first, which includes Crown Hunting on Broad Center Rise. So, that is what I have been focusing on. <laughs> but... I may get back into Majora's Mask at some point. I need now to uh, team up with you and do the uh, new Ibushi uh, the thing that Rampage came out today? quest. Is that uh, what came out today? Maybe. I mean, I played it something yesterday or the day before, but I've okay, maybe it done came, it twice. Maybe it came out yesterday. I've done it twice, or attempted it twice, and could not beat it. I always ran out of time. On solo. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's... Okay. I don't know if they beefed it up in terms of its attack or what, but, like, I've just run out of time. Hmm. Okay. Uh, on the Majora's Mask um, subject, uh, Nintendo has said that it's coming to Nintendo... the Nintendo Plus membership thing they talked about. It's not, it's not yes. a launch title, but it is coming. So you will be able to play it on Switch in like a year or two, probably. I will consider it. I hadn't planned on getting the Plus yet. Oh, I was sold the second they they talked Uh, about it. (laughs) I guess it's just like people are really thrown off by the price. Because it's like, for a family pack, it's $80, For a year? Yeah. That's not... Yeah. That's not shabby. But it's like thirty dollars more, just for those games. Which uh, is, because I it's it's thirty five for the basic and it's eighty for the premium, the family plus. I just wish that they would include a little bit better features with it, like have dedicated uh, voice chat for you know multiplayer games oh, and stuff Jesus like Christ, that. Oh Jesus Christ! I know. They they had voice chat once upon a time on the DS back in the uh, Diamond Pearl Platinum era. 
and they took it away. Mm-hmm. There's voice. Well, there's voice chat. They they left it up I with know. third parties. Is what they did. No, it was in-game yeah. voice chat. Uh, I used to like chat with people all the time while I was kicking their ass at Pokemon. <laughs> I also wish in their uh, their uh, hardware they'd include uh, higher storage models or options yeah. as a base. Um. But, oh well. So spooky prices for <laughs> Nintendo. And, and uh, speaking of spooky prices for Nintendo, did you ever end uh, up finding uh, Devil's Third? Because I saw some bids on eBay no. that were under a hundred dollars. I haven't checked them today. <laughs> no, I the game. It's funny, but it's garbage. Oh, and I know. That's why no one ever bought it's, it. So it's, I'm not it's the same. It. It's the same reason why I have a, a copy of The Room. Oh, jeez. No. Actually, I mean, last week, uh, Sasha didn't see this last week, so uh, I bought three, like, not even B-tier, like, Jurassic Park knockoff movies. Like, Jurassic Hunt is... is I actually watched Jurassic Hunt since, since then. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. <laughs> it's... It puts... Some of the animations are like to the level of the birds, and I'm not <laughs> like, like there are. So there's a bit. I assume you mean birdemic. No, it's a funny bit. I actually, yeah, yeah, that birdemic. Yeah, the bad one, not not the <laughs> not the good one. Uh, so, okay, get this. They have Compsognathus, so they're playing off of uh, Jurassic Park two with the little ones, the compies, right? Mm-hmm. But. They're all the same animation of them slowly walking towards the camera. And I mean slowly. So it doesn't look realistic because it's all the same animation. It also doesn't look uh, realistic because there's 30 on screen and there's no depth perception. They're all the same size placed on different parts of the screen. And the same angle of like dead on. So like... Because if you're looking at something, you can at least tell, like, you know, and part of it is I've been doing a lot of art recently, so you get perspective stuff, right? So, like, if it's off to the side, it should have at least some of the side facing you. Maybe not all of it, but some of it. It's not going to be directly facing you, unless it's angled. Well, they aren't (laughs) angled, so it's just the same stock animation, and they play it, like, 40 times. Nice. Now, here's the funny part. They kind of make fun of the Lost World bit in this because the guy ends up just killing them all instead. So mm-hmm. he shoot, he has a bow and arrow, and he shoots them with a bunch of arrows. And then he runs out of arrows, and he uses his bow like a baseball bat. And it's actually a really funny bit of him just, like, swinging at all these compies and just knocking them out. And it's just actually kind of hilarious. And it's probably one of the better parts of the movie. But the animation is just, like, terrible. Like, mm-hmm. just absolutely terrible. It looks like they put... They took a team of actors, threw them out in, like, Montana. And just said, have fun. And you're being chased by dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> it's just... 
movie is giving it credit where credit is not due. There is there has to be a new level. Is there such thing as a C movie? Because this is this is bad. This is real bad. And I haven't even watched the other two. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, man. it was it was kind of signature of quality when two of the three movie covers had basically the, had the same, exact same same T Rex oh, PNG. So so guess what? Jurassic Hunt is the one that had the very different looking T Rex, the very chunky looking one, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> No, nice. that's not how the T-Rex looks in this movie at oh, all. Oh, no. Not even close. <laughs> it looks so much worse. It is like, go to Google image search, find stock T-Rex animation. There you go. Like, <laughs> it is that bad. I think I think it would be funny of one of these types of movies if they actually just used, like, dinosaur toys kids dinosaur toys as the dinosaurs oh, the super, and actually the pulled super like anatomically incorrect ones too. yeah like wait yeah, yeah like, and, from and use, like some lord of the rings oh. yeah oh, no. and use like some lord of the rings perspective tricks to like make them size that would up take and effort size down. you know, care I'm just gonna have to like purge myself of these movies when I finish them just rewatch primal again <laughs> oh boy um all right uh so ace did you have another one because i saw him talked about an unexpected moment for me um unexpected moment i have a backup of uh last of us part one and part two the experiences okay. with the stalkers in those games the infected class that hide behind the walls and around corners um they're Are they already really tall they're not tall. They're like, because they're normal people. They just hide behind corners. And they're okay. like halfway between like the runner class and the clicker class. Um, yeah. So I don't remember them as all. Uh, yeah, they're fast and they'll close in on you. Um, they were more so okay. prevalent, I would say, in the uh, Left Behind DLC. Um, the sequence that they, they were most used in in last of us or most memorable i would say uh was the hotel scene where you are separated from ellie and you have to find the uh key card to get through the door yeah i'm vaguely remember and it's super dark yeah right and so okay, you have to yeah. go into that area and find the key card and like the second you turn around there's one standing in the doorway and it just <laughs> just runs away and hides and then they sure. have uh okay. like the ambient drums doing the yeah. um they're worse along with all the infected classes they are worse in the second game because they become more feral and they get down on all fours and like gallop and sprint it is creepy ass shit. <laughs> hmm. And like the clickers in Last of Us Part 2 like have longer screech sequences too. It's okay. It's unnerving. Um, okay. There's a whole sequence in Last of Us Part 2 where you have to go through a uh, office building that is essentially all stalkers 
and I hated that. <laughs> I was very uncomfortable. So there's a particular enemy that gets in that one. Okay. Yeah. Um, I remember specifically in one of the playthroughs I've done on that game, um, I specifically set up two or three bombs around my immediate area and just stopped there. And I think I waited like 30 minutes until it was like, all right, they're not going to come after me. I have to move on. So I went and picked up my bombs and sucked it up and went through and crapped my pants and moved on with the story. It kind of reminds me, um, you know, I was talking earlier about classic Doom and uh, some scary maps. And it actually reminded me of another one that's particularly scary in... um, the Plutonia experiment is the name of the... It's actually a license uh, wad. So a wad is a level pack, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, a full level pack replacement. And there's a map in the Plutonia experiment. I don't remember which number it is, but it's called Hunted. And what it is, is you're in a maze with um, what they call uh, arc vials. Arc vials are... They're a pretty nasty enemy. They're probably one of the... One of the you know, strongest you can run across because they can revive enemies. They can shoot you with like a uh, like a. They're one of the few uh, hit scan enemies as well. They hit scan you with a like they catch you on fire and then they hit you with like a, an invisible rocket that knocks you up in the air. Mm-hmm. And so they're super dangerous. And you're in a map where there's twenty of them, and that's it. And you're in a maze, and the the music is like super like a super like creepy piano thing like it's like (laughs) like almost like lavender town actually yeah very close to lavender town and uh you're just sort of like walking around this maze and then you'll hear them growling and stuff and like that kind of thing. So like the stalkers, they're they fight differently than a stalker because stalker runs at you. Mm-hmm. But these things, you'll just like you'll hear them just like I don't know, growling is the best way to put it. And uh, they'll just surprise you and catch you on fire and blow you up. And you're like, holy crap! And they'll like pop out of corners and stuff. So like, it's kind of reminded me of that. Like where it was just like hunted. Yeah, it's just like it's such a good name for that map too because you're just in a maze and they're just going to find you. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of get that vibe from that. I do remember the key card sequence. You're talking about number one. Mm-hmm. I do remember that being somewhat tense. And I think it was the only moment in that game that I really felt tense uh, in that way. Yeah. Cause then in that same sequence, you have to start a generator, which uh, alerts and summons. Wakes a up yeah. So then, not only do you get those those freaky enemies, you get the big tank enemy, and it's just a bowl of fuck no. Yeah. All right. So, Last of Us, uh, unexpected moment. Not necessarily a creepy game, but an unexpected creepy moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my unexpected creepy moment is going to come from a game that I don't like to play, not because I'm scared of it, but because I'm just tired of playing it for the past two years, which is Minecraft. And uh. now there's all sorts of like specific scary mods or Minecraft and all that kind of stuff. I am not talking about anything. I'm talking about the first time I saw what they call an Enderman in, in Minecraft. <laughs> um, 
I am not very experienced in 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 Minecraft uh, at the time. I had only just begun playing, mm-hmm. um, and I look out of the window at night, right? Because like we're building a house, and uh, we didn't have beds yet because we didn't find sheep to get the wool and whatnot, whatnot. I'm no expert Minecraft player, so I'm just like just learning the ropes this time. And there is something, literally, it gave me, like, such a cold chill. I was like, I know, I'm done. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I'm done. Uh, (laughs) Just the fact that they're, like, super tall, they get the purple eyes, and they just sort of teleport around. And, like, the fact that if you look them in the eyes, they attack you. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to look them in the eyes. Of course, I immediately did, because I was like, what the fuck is that? And I was like... (laughs) I'm just like, it's just, they kind of still creep me out. And I don't, like, if I'm in a survival mode, they'll creep me out. But if, like, I'm in a creative mode or I do, um, Emery likes to do this thing where she turns on creative mode, immediately makes a portal to the Ender Dragon and goes and kills the Ender Dragon. Because that's just (laughs) what she likes to do. And Mm -hmm. it's full of Endermen there. And that doesn't that doesn't bother me, but like if I'm just like out in the wild and it's like you know a wild Enderman has appeared, like I legit and I'm just like Ugh, I get really like cold chills like down my spine. I'm like I don't like those <laughs> things. I really don't. <laughs> so like I legit got spooked in Minecraft uh, the first time I saw one, and I was just like, this is not supposed to be a spooky game. Like I just mm-hmm. what is going on here? <laughs> But apparently, they, you know, it can be. So, yay. Fort One does not like Minecraft for many reasons. <laughs> you should play Slenderman. No. I think it's you... what they're based off of, too. You know, or vice versa. They're very related, I would think. We, I had he, a Halloween party. Like to be looked at. I had a Halloween party one year where we just round-robined the Slenderman game with everybody. And every person, most of the people there were not video game players, so that was an extra treat to kind of watch people get uncomfortable with that. But mm-hmm. it was fun. You should try. You should, should try it. I will try it with people. That's one of the things. Doing that by myself, and you know, I can't convince my brother to do a lot of that kind of stuff with me because he's just nope, <laughs> nope, don't care, don't just. Uh. Go fuck I think yourself. It was, I won't do it. I think it was uh, either middle school or high school. I think it was freshman or sophomore year of high school, actually. Uh, I downloaded that that game on like the first version, the first iteration of the of that whole time yeah. sequence onto a uh, flash drive and played it in the in the middle of like one of my English classes because we were working on uh, computers at the time. Um, and one of my classmates was like watching along with, and we both like at one of the points where he just popped out and killed, killed me. Uh, we both screamed in the <laughs> middle of the class and everyone turned around to us like, what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> nice. I, uh. I was in a college orientation class, and it's the first time I ever had, like, a a laptop during, like, a classroom setting. Um, Mm -hmm. I started playing Doom during one of the classes because I was so bored. 
And it was literally like, this is how you act in college. And it had stupid stuff like, you know, like, don't drink too much and da-da-da. And I was like, you're just telling us how to live our lives. I don't drink anyway. So, like, what is what is going on here? It was like day one of this, orient, like, this class. And it was literally just like a class that was like introduction to college, I think. Yeah. And uh, so I just opened up my laptop and started playing Doom. And like a couple of the guys around me, were like, nice guys playing Doom. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> was there the was only a time I've ever done that in class. I there... used to do my was, Wow uh... dailies in class. I'd sit in the back of the lecture yeah. hall and do my Wow dailies. Yeah. Nice. There was okay. a there was a TikTok I saw yesterday, of of like, I think it was at like a army recruitment or like at uh, general training or whatever. There was uh, one of the recruits holding a cell phone behind his back, and you could see like a character on the screen moving around, and then like the video goes back, and you could see the the person behind him holding a controller behind his back controlling the game and i'm just like uh you guys better actually hope that you don't get caught because you're you'll get your asses chewed out and possibly beat the fuck up for that yeah i I don't know there's there was a i watched a, a movie i'd never seen apparently it's old i didn't know it was old called like the duff I guess it's it's some stupid high school movie, um, mm. and uh, like it's like designated ugly fat friend or whatever. It's like this this idea that every oh, group of friends that has was like uh, around the two thousand tens, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'd never seen it before, so I watched it, and uh, they had a sequence where they had to turn in all their phones because there was like a, an incident of cyberbullying, and I was like. Dang, I like people had like pagers and stuff when I was in high school, but like <laughs> I can't remember a time where people had to like worry about phones in class. I guess that is a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Like even me, I graduated in 2014 and yeah, the like we all had cell phones on us. I mean, I had a cell phone my senior year, but it was like a Nokia. Like it was not I had a Nextel with that like two-way chirp and we would get each other in trouble fucking with each other like whoever was in class and somebody would be like I gotta go take like a bathroom break and then you'd chirp somebody because their phone would go off even though they had it muted. (laughs) Oh no. That's just funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, So so Minecraft, yeah. that, That was the unexpected scary one. Um, do you have another one, Sasha? Uh, I mean, not really, not anything, not anything unexpected. Um, sure. Yeah, I would say another accessible scary game that I've played was Layers of Fear. Um, and specifically the first one, I, I've played the second one and I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. I felt like the first one had some, uh, not to be not to be punny about it, but some layers to it um, in terms of like what, yeah. what they're trying to tell you with the narrator um, and the narrator's kind of personal journey. Um, and it's very like your outcome of the game and the self portrait, or if 
might not be a self-portrait depending on how you've explored the game and the choices that you've made. I found that to be really fascinating. My husband's uh, run through of the game was very different than my run through of the game, which I thought was really cool. But uh, I like, I like the layers of fear aspect. um, Like the accessibility piece of it's like spooky gone home. It's a walking simulator. It doesn't matter if you die. It doesn't matter like how slow you go through it. Like there's, I think there's maybe like a couple of sequences where like you kind of need to pick up the pace and do, do stuff a little bit quicker, but otherwise it's, Mm -hmm. it's very, very much a game that allows you to immerse yourself and really get into the environment, listen to the like soundtrack, open up all the drawers, like find random pieces of paper and photos and things. And so I really liked that game as a spooky game. Okay. And Pan, are, are, are you, um, I'm are all you out, out, and I'm in serious danger of falling asleep in my chair. <laughs> Not because your conversation is boring; wow. it's because I've suddenly like just, you know, no caffeine. Sleepy. Yeah, end it. of the day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have a lot of spooky stuff as well. Like for me, it's just like not a genre I get into. Uh, I don't get scared that easily either. Uh, that being said, I'll I'll have I there are certain things that have got me the that like especially movies that some people like seriously like uh, <laughs> sides. There's a uh-huh. couple jump scares in sides that really got me. I don't know why. You should watch Hereditary. I, no, I should not. I do have a Shutter account, but I will not. <laughs> I think you'll, Hereditary you'll would be a ten again. for you. Jeez, uh, maybe I could do that while I'm drawing one day. Just like, eat. <laughs> well, control Z that line. Shit. <laughs> you'll 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 never want to floss, or you'll never look at flossing the same again. I don't know. I don't have like a big gross out for me. Like it, it doesn't. We'll see. We'll see. Sasha knows what's up. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it. that's not even, I don't know, that part is messed up, but to me, so I watched, the first time I watched Hereditary was right after my child was born, so I feel like it would not have hit me mm. the same if I wasn't a parent. That movie mm-hmm. is... See, ugh, ugh. See, the kind of horror I get into is called emotional horror. Uh, we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about uh, the fact that I had just finished Made. Uh, the Netflix show like that I feel is like emotional horror because it's like a woman going through like uh, an abuse situation uh, where she was domestically abused and uh, I think um, not to talk too much about myself but I related a lot to that in certain ways Um, obviously not exactly and not completely but um, the like that kind of stuff is the stuff that I would more connect to is like the sort of like emotional stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. like just straight up like horror. Cause a lot of people connect to horror through like, you know, like, Oh, you know, I'm getting over something or that kind of thing. I hear that a lot. Uh, you know, through the horror podcast that I listen to, it's like how the, how people cope with some bad experiences in their life and kind of thing. And, uh, I've never, up until later in life had to go through anything traumatic like that so it doesn't really 
do a lot for me. Except for the monster stuff. I love, but I love monsters. I got over that by learning to love monsters. Like as a kid, monsters were super scary. But then Mm -hmm. the more I read the D&D books, the more I wanted to play against the monsters and beat them and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Like it just sort of. Fair enough. I still hate vampires though. Vampires were the thing I was afraid of the most as a kid. And I would have nightmares like absolute nightmares about vampires attacking my school, killing my whole family, like all this stuff. I still don't like them because now I find them boring monsters. <laughs> then uh, sort of yeah. spoilers, you should watch uh, Midnight Mass on Netflix. Midnight. I haven't watched it yet, but it's Mike Flanagan, isn't it? it? one. Yeah. Yes. It's then it's probably good. scary. If you want some good emotional horror, yeah. just watch BoJack Horseman up through season four. I ha- I don't know. What- <laughs> I did just. I, I I don't know. I never saw. I saw like episode one. Yeah. So we we got into a kick of watching it a couple years back, and we went. Have you two seen it? Okay. I've watched the okay, whole series. Okay, do you recall yeah. the the beats of the main beats of season four? Uh, I'm yeah, so it's sure, ma- yeah. mostly the stuff with Bojack's mom and uh, or his parents and Bojack's sister. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's always yeah. A fun I time. was watching those uh, <laughs> episodes when I was about five months pregnant, and uh, that uh, <laughs> we have not gone back to that's watching Bojack. Bad. No, it's some good emotional horror. I'll put you, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I've not gone back to watching BoJack Horseman yeah. since then because I just like I was like in a I was curled up in a sad ball on the couch and I like was just crying for ages. I couldn't deal with it. See, see, I didn't. The maid didn't make me cry, but that was like, don't do this. You better not do this. You crazy woman. Don't do this. No, nope, oh, yeah. she did it. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Season four. <laughs> and, 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 like... So that's The Handmaid's Tale for me, which I also watched yeah. while I was pregnant. Should probably shouldn't have. Boy. I'm glad I will never be pregnant. Uh, the, the new Invisible Man is also very creepy. If you've not seen that yet. I've heard about it. Uh, oh, good. It's so good. So, uh, so obviously, it's, it's devolved into horror stuff that we've watched because <laughs> also uh, related. Uh, I will say that all of my horror that I've enjoyed has been entertaining to me uh, because it's been funny. Like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is hilarious to me. I love mm-hmm. it. Also has a bunch of really funny and cool monsters. That's another connection for me, is cool monsters. There's things that I've been wanting to watch is like the Quiet Place, uh, or uh, the Quiet Place, a Quiet, a quiet Place, a Quiet Place, a Quiet Place. I want to watch those too, because uh, that sounds really cool, really tense. Emotional horror. Although, although they, okay. uh, although they miss the opportunity with the. Uh, sequel by not calling it a quieter place yeah i've heard that 
Uh, I've heard a couple people say that, yeah. I haven't seen or the like sequel some other yet. pun. <laughs> well, I yeah. I recommend uh, to you then again that you should watch Underwater because it is a monster movie and it does have some funny elements to it. Uh, I think it's got though who is it TJ Miller who's slightly problematic um, as a person. Oh, um, yeah. If you can kind of get over that, um, I mean it is a horror film, I mean, so he might not I make don't it. Hate the emoji movie, so I think I'm okay. Love underwater. I've it's I don't like I don't usually watch movies multiple times, but that is one I've watched. I watched more than once because I wanted I wanted to make my husband watch it. Uh, okay. I still need to find that Snapchat clip that I have saved about the emoji movie and send it to you, Fortuan. I watched it because my kids watched it, and trust me, you'll watch anything aside from Blippy, as as <laughs> Pan knows. Oh yes, I've told my husband Blippy doesn't exist in our house. If my child learns who Blippy is, end of days. We kill Blippy. Yeah, that's the, that's the answer. Blippy dies. Well, they'll just he's replace him. He's got a new him. actor. He, Let me he's tell got you, an actor playing him now. He's a totally different Blippy. Yeah, I've got real beef. I've got real beef with that because I work with some kids on the spectrum, and they are not happy. Oh God, they about noticed a new Blippy. Oh, yeah, shit. they noticed. And I'm like, it's why like, am I a, catching oh, no, grief? He's, he's a good lookalike. No, they try to pass him he's off as the same. He's a good lookalike, but his voice is way different. And they notice. He sounds like a normal adult male. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah, because Blippi, Blippi was high-pitched. Yeah. Like, Blippi sounds like yeah. a 15-year-old boy. Like, Blippi has hit puberty, <laughs> and my students are not happy about that. Yeah, but Blippi was a full adult yeah. man. That's for sure. Oh, he's very short, though. <laughs> you notice he's able to, like, climb around in, like, kids' play places without ducking? I'm like 5'4", and I'd have to duck. Uh, But uh, enough about Blippi. We're done. Yeah, no. No. That's that's, that's (laughs) territory there. Blippi. I I have moved on into the world of Aphmau and It's Funny, which are Roblox and Minecraft YouTubers. You know what? Funny isn't really that bad. It's just like a group of these five girls that just do fun things in Roblox and do like, like Cece's into the scary stuff. So she gets into like the sort of like scary Roblox game stuff and Emery is not. Emery just watches a different thing on my phone. So it's not that bad. It's the, it's just, you know, time consuming, I guess. It's like, yeah, I don't really care to watch it, but I don't hate it. It's not it's not like watching the stuff that I hated before. Like, so it's 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 better. Um I haven't really got into a ton of horror movies just because, you know, yeah, we talk about the horror virgin a couple times. I would be the horror virgin. Like I would be the one who does <laughs> not watch a lot of horror. Now, I don't get scared as often as some people do with that stuff. But if there's a chance we're going to get scared, I usually avoid it. <laughs> Just, I don't like that. I don't like doing that to myself. Now, I will well, say, have you guys watched Dune yet? Any of you? I ain't got time, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. I want to. Sleep. I fell asleep. I tried. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna try uh, again, but. So there's a part where he uses the voice in anger on his mom. And, uh, or he's having like an episode or something like that, and he uses the voice. And um, it didn't, it, it was surprising, but it didn't startle me. But I, the first time I saw it was in the theaters with my grandmother uh, when I was out that week for the, the calling for the flesh and blood stuff. Um, we saw it in theaters, like first showing in Cincinnati in the theater. It was like 6 p.m. on a Thursday and it released, you know, Friday, technically. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have never seen my grandma jump. I have <laughs> never seen her because we don't watch scary movies. She likes happy-go-lucky stuff, so she let me pick the movie. I didn't know it was going to be this, like, super epic dramatic. I've never seen Dune. I've never seen the other ones. So, mm-hmm. like, I just knew about the spice worms. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and, uh, my gosh, she is 80 years old. I swear, she jumped three feet out of her chair when that <laughs> happened. And she was like, we were done with the movie, at her house afterwards and she was like i gotta i gotta i gotta watch something to let my nerves calm down <laughs> like i scared her that bad with that movie i was like i'm sorry sorry grandma i didn't know <laughs> oh boy that's oh, just man, like that's that's just like reminding me of the nick swartzen joke of like going back in time and showing people from like 1920 a transformers <laughs> movie and watching their heads explode <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a culture shock for sure. All right. So, uh anything else that we want to cover tonight? We'll probably I'm I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh we'll Hannah's about for to next week. fall over in her chair. Uh <laughs> as we are talking, my nose is getting more and more stuck. I can tell that I've been getting over. So. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to like sneeze all over the camera or anything. Just so. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I think all four of us again, probably. Um, Ace is looking. No, I don't believe He's... so. It's the twentieth. Oh. Twentieth. I will be seeing uh, Trevor Noah in Chicago. Chicago. Cool. So, uh, I do have a guest that wanted to be on next week, which is I was going to say. Um, so we could replace uh, Ace. Uh, Jay can't. Jay. I'm going to say his name wrong. Let me look. Yeah, it is Jay can Joy-Con J. He does, he's a monster YouTuber, also does weightlifting cool. and stuff. He's actually a really cool guy. We've, we've mm-hmm. played, we uh. played some stuff with him. So we'll have him on and we'll talk some general stuff. I've actually played with him and his kid on Monster mm-hmm. Rise. That was actually a really cool experience. His like 10 year old son played with Chauncey and I. It was actually really cool. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't remember, but his kid was like, spitting some facts out at us of like weapon stats and stuff and we're like okay wow <laughs> oh to right, have kid. the time of a child oh nice. man you want to no, have no, the no, child no 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 i said oh to have the, against... the free time of a child to memorize all those stats oh i i just envisioned yeah i know the, uh, right lion the witch in the Back wardrobe 
don't recite the ancient text to me, which I was there when they were written. <laughs> it's like uh, me when I first got into Pokemon, remembering all of them by their Pokedex number. Oh yeah, in order. Nice. Like, gosh, I was a such a nerd for Pokemon, but I, like I've said many times before, Monster Monster Hunter ruined it. Monster Hunter came along, and I was like, "Fuck you, Pokemon! I'm out." I'm out. <laughs> Even though I'm still going to be picking it up next week. Oh. Ace, are you getting it? Uh, Probably not. Okay. I don't know. I've not been it's feeling fair. the Pokemon vibe lately. Over these last couple of years. Because I jumped back into it with uh, Sun. And then, I don't know. I wasn't really feeling it after that, so I just haven't gotten one since. Well, I might be talking a little about a, a little bit about Pokemon next week because my brother and I are going to do my usual what he likes to call the dark deal, where he gets all the starters and I get a bug. So <laughs> uh, we'll see how nice. that goes. Because bug trainer champs at it again, and I'm going to beat the, all of the elite four with my bug team because I'm the strongest <laughs> bug trainer in the land. Well, I don't, I just, just, just make sure that you don't do uh, don't fuck up and not use twin needle. Yes. Another Game Grumps joke for those unaware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. This is Fortuan. Uh, Pan, Sasha, and then at Ace Badger Gaming on Twitter. Of course, at Hunter Tub Pod on Twitter for us as well. Same thing on Twitch. And, and we we uh, record Saturday nights, eight PM Central, nine PM Eastern. You can figure it out for the other time zones. Yes. And be sure to join the Discord where we talk about stuff. And I've started occasionally streaming while I'm doing art, just to sort of hang out and uh, chat. Necessarily because I'm great at art, just because it's fun to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, that's a wrap for us tonight, guys, and we'll catch you next time. If I can find the app, close it again. Later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.